Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the DevOps Speakeasy. My name is Baruch Sadogurski. I'm head of DevOps Advocacy with Jeffrog. And today, as always, my amazing co-host is with me, Kat Cosgrove. She's a developer advocate with Jeffrog and she is amazing. Uh, we have our very own guest and I think that's the first episode ever that we actually have um, that we actually have a Frogger with us. We used to interview external guests all the time, but it's time to start shining with our own stars. So the star of today um, is Remus. Hi, Remus. Hey, Baruch. Hi, Ken. How's it going? So you you work in JFrog and you are a solution yep. developer and you work and you are a Helm project contributor. Um, Tell us about yourself. Who is Remus? Yeah, so I am solu senior solution developer, JFrog, in community team. So we have a small team. We expanding very good, very difficult to get very good people around to be employed. So we're still looking employing, and we always overloaded with cool stuff we're doing. And recently we released a chart center, which is our new and nice shiny center for Helm community. And I love what I do. This is basically it's my hobby. So I, you, when you get paid for a hobby, you do your best because you love what you do. <laughs> That's true. Yep, because no, you don't have to worry about that. that. This is this is great, and obviously it's great to have uh, you with us, Remus. Uh, and uh, um, let's let's talk a little bit about about Helm. Uh, so one of the uh, one of the things you're really known for, I would say, um, is um, uh, back in the days of Helm two, you advocated for using Helm without Tiller. Uh, just uh, to make sure that everybody understands what we are talking about. What is Tiller? Why it is bad? Why we wanted to use Helm without it? And how it can be done in Helm 2 and obviously in Helm 3? Right. So let's start a little before that. So Helm 1 had no Tiller, or just a client. What, what is, what is Tiller? So Tiller runs kind of, kind of service, runs. We call it server, runs in a Kubernetes cluster. And Helm client connects to a tiller. Do you want to deploy something? I think it's handled by tiller. The bad with the tiller is it's like a kind of root access to your cluster. You can manage with different RBAC rules, de deploying tiller per namespace. And again, you get the Helm maintenance. So imagine having 10 namespaces, you have 10 tillers, because you don't want a tiller looking across your cluster. Because by default, tiller gets installed, it has a cluster access. So what I did, I de de developed some tilleresque plugin, which allows to run nicely the tiller on your client machine, on your in your CI. So when you deploy, Helm still connects to a tiller. Tiller connects to a cluster, but it is outside of cluster. And that uses whatever RBAC rules your 
you apply to a user, which is your QCompic file. And this is exactly what we use him for uh, JFrog Kubernetes SaaS. We're still using Tilda's Helm. We haven't moved to Helm 3, but that's on the roadmap. And that saved, saved the day a lot. And it's very popular. We just recently dumped it where Tiller, Tiller Helm 2 in our centers as well, plot infrastructure. So Helm 3 just dropped it that. You know, if you use Tiller's Helm and Helm 3, one big migration for you at all. So uh, what you are saying is that if you already have um, Helm 2 uh, without Tiller, uh, actually, th uh, Helm 3 is nice, but it's suddenly much less critical to migrate because uh, from what I know, the main uh, the main two um, advantages of Helm 3 is uh, tillerless and maybe the OCI uh, um, the OCI Helm chart standard. Yes, so Helm, using Helm tillerless, two tillerless, yes. You don't have tiller running with the root access to your cluster in your cluster, so you're totally secure. And migrating to Helm 3, which has no tiller, it's not a big deal. And especially if you are a big company, you have big infrastructure, big dip, many deployments, it's not so easy just to migrate all of them. There is a tool for that, for migration. It's easy to migrate, but that takes time. But you're not in, in a big rush. But if you have Tiller in your cluster, that's it. That's terrible, bad. By default, it gets a, a root access. And bad charts can do a lot, basically, with that as well. Yeah, root access to your cluster sounds like uh, something that Very should good. really been a thing to begin with. It sounds like just, yep. just immediately that sounds dangerous. I bet people like Ian Coldwater love it because that's their job, taking yep. advantage yep. of uh, poorly set up Kubernetes clusters. So <laughs> good for well, them. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's but you need, to remember, you need to remember why it happened, right? So Tiller was invented when you didn't actually have any RBAC in, in Kubernetes correct. at all. Yeah. You either had uh, uh, you either had to ha give the user full admin control or the tiller full admin control. So tiller no, was at that time was just user with root control. That's it. Was nothing else. Exactly. So tiller was kind of a hack around lack of arbitrary control in Kubernetes. Back then, that was the way to go. Now, since then, obviously, we have arbitrary in Kubernetes for uh, what it is a year and a half now. And uh, obviously, no, more. yeah, more. and obviously, still, um, still using Tiller that has root, root access is just wrong. Yeah, you can get around. You can install Tiller in different namespaces, apply, lock it to name namespace, but fine. But that's too much hassle, too much maintenance. Why should you be worried about that stuff at all? So that's easy to solve with Tiller as Helm two, especially if you. With Helm 2, not easy to migrate. Use that for now. And when you're ready, move to Helm 3. And Helm 2 will be this year deprecated, basically. No, off of maintenance. So. Like, what we want to do is reduce the amount of maintenance and babysitting that 
Kubernetes requires, right? And, and security breaches as well. Yeah, the huge glaring security vulnerabilities that end up by uh, way of default configuration settings that people just ignore or leave. It's after. exactly what happens in Helm 2. Install by default, boom. Yeah. But if your user has a way to install it, if your user doesn't have a cluster access, you won't be able to install Pillar. But if you do, you're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> and Kubernetes is hard enough as it is. I know it's like a game that Kubernetes is hard, but it it really is at first. So let's at first, not, yes. Let's not make it more difficult, you know. <laughs> It's not getting easier. It's getting more and more features. Sometimes it's difficult to follow up with all of them. So, but if you're just starting, oh god! Oh, it's that terrifying. Like the when like I having PhD. It, it felt like black magic at first when I was when I was first learning Kubernetes. Um, I learned Kubernetes at first with K3s actually, not with like full blown Kubernetes, and it was still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, K3S should supposed to be simpler and easier to grasp. So, it's yeah. simpler, but see, it doesn't have the things you are needed. Some legacy stuff, maybe cloud provider stuff. Right. Just, yeah. It makes it smaller. A bunch of. But like, the same. Um, it can. It uses. I think it replaces SQL with something else as well, and uh, it it abstracts away a lot of the more complicated things about Kubernetes, but the, the trade-off is that you do lose a lot of like legacy features. I mean, it's designed to run on devices with like yeah. less than a gigabyte I, of memory. Yeah, IoT devices, why not? Yeah, yeah and uh, speaking about that, Rancher, now a part of SUSE, that's exciting news yeah. by, by, by itself. Um, getting getting back to to Helm um, a little bit. So yeah, so Helm three removes the tiller, which makes sense since we have our back in uh, in Kubernetes. Thank God. Um, what else? Um, what else is there, and why people should migrate? Or maybe once we got rid of tiller in in Helm two, there is no uh, not a lot of pressure to actually migrate. It's not a pressure, but we do migrate at our projects. In community, because I in I don't have to install Tiller's plugin anymore. It's easier. And Helm two won't live forever, so it will be end of life soon. So it doesn't accept already new features anymore. So you should migrate to Helm two anyway, even if you're not worried about Tiller. Why? What? What? What other features are worth migrating? Uh, maybe I'm not sure it's much JSON schema, but it's not major point. Library charts, maybe library charts are good. So you can have a library chart and they're used between different charts. What are, what are library is, charts? So basically you have a library chart and you can share across different chart dependencies. So. We, Basically, sharing part of a chart between different charts. So it's a it's but, a it's a reuse part of a chart yeah. that you can use Could across be. different charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's cool. But the, it's a, yeah, it's cool. Helm three has new chart, so basically, 
there is no dependency .yaml file anymore. Ghost, I think, to chart. But in general, I think the biggest thing is removing our dinner. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's cool. But uh, it's, it's it's still good because less things to worry about. <laughs> Absolutely, you don't less need to install. You don't need to remove the tiller if the tiller is not there to begin with. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, about Helm as a dependency manager for for Kubernetes. So one of one of the ideas for Helm is to create reusable charts, right? That you can then uh, depend on or or get as a, as a dependency. And uh, when we speak about dependencies, um, the, the the question is where those charts come from. So what do we have as a community? as good resources to download different charts for different community projects or even products? So in the beginning, it used to be stable repo. And it still is, but it'll be gone this year. And it was basically stored on GitHub Helm charts. And all charts went where? The hassle with, with that, you want to deploy get get PR, basically get your chart to the stable repo, get fixes afterwards. Could take months because it's not so easy to review charts, especially done by somebody else. And we have hundreds of them coming PR, it's not easy. So afterwards came out Helm Hub. But Helm Hub is only for search, it's only UI. You just cannot use Helm Hub as one central repo. And in Helm Hub, up to today, there are about 250 different repositories. So imagine I have to do Helm repo at J4, Helm repo at Jetstack, Helm repo at Rancher, so on, so on, so on. So if we're using, because a lot, a lot of good charts, elastic. So imagine, so I have to add maybe 10, 20 different Helm repositories and Havoc and in CI pipelines, it's just a hell, just a mess. <laughs> yeah, totally, because it's, it's not a central repo. And, but having my repository, I have my private repository, we have a J4 repository, it's amazing. So you in full control of release cycle, testing, when you wanna release, because you have your approvals. I have my community for my charts, J4 has internal community we, we work. So we really chat, it's amazing. But again, too many repositories to add and we're growing. And there is an artifact hub, hub which is basically gonna replace Helm hub. It's the same thing, still UI, still not the central one. And with J, a JFrog, basically last month, end of the last month, we released a chart center, which is exactly opposite. It's a central repository. So you can do Helm, repo at center, repo chart center.l, that's it. It's only with your access point to these 250 repos Helm repositories. You don't have to add separate anymore. We introduced not only that, it's a really nice, amazing UI. You get loads of details there. But the main thing what we have, we have dependencies, so we can look to your chart dependencies subcharts you're using and security. So we underneath we're running all JFrog technologies. So 
it shows you security, CVEs, what's happening with Docker images. And that really excited uh, about that to bring to community, get community involved in security mitigation and stuff. So as a user, I'm excited that as, as well, because I can check a chart in UI, chart center UI, check all dependencies, cool, in one place, and can check does it have any securities or not. You cannot do in anything, any other else. So yeah, this is this is interesting. So what you are saying is that we had a very fragmented um, um, ecosystem of of different places that you had to um, that you had to go to download uh, different charts, and then yep. our um, chart center um, is is trying to fix that. But uh, it's obviously a trade off. In having one central repository also has its downsides. Um, for example, it introduces a single point of dependency, and if uh, um, God forbid something happens to um, to Helm Center, uh, Jeffrog decides not to maintain it anymore. I don't know what happens. Um, then, then what? Then you are you have a problem that you have dependent on something that is now does not exist. I don't doubt. I doubt that the JFrog will stop maintaining that. Uh -huh. And I let's go for a different way. So you, there are loads of different Helm repositories. Loads of Helm repositories are hosted on GitHub, and GitHub is known for errors, five rank, not available, something else, and your Helm repository might not work. So with Chart Center, all immutable whatever, because you cache them. So whatever happens with the source repository, it doesn't matter anymore because we pre-cache that in a chart center. And underneath, of course, we're running Cartifactory, X-Ray, so we have CDN, so we very well protected from many different things. So it won't go away so easily, and we won't getting rid of it. That's 100%. But I also think another, kind of way that we work around um, around this um, this single dependency is that we don't actually take ownership of those different uh, helm charts they are still we don't. they are still wherever they are and if yep. the if the owner publishes their chart on github they will still be on github if they publish it on those uh, gazillion yep. different repos they will still be there all yeah. we do is providing another layer of centralization, redundancy, uh, and and convenience, but in no means uh, introducing a new ownership or point of failure in this regard. That's true as well, but everything fails these days. We always fails something. We don't have 100% SLAs. Baruch just likes to try to corner people with uh, I know, I know, I know. questions like that. He loves it. It's fun for him. That's why they gave me that the podcast so I can troll people with 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 questions. Um, yeah, okay. So um, I I get it now. So we have we have a central place to go. But if something happens to it, no harm done. No charts lost. Nothing nope. actually. Nothing bad happened. You can still get whatever you used to get from wherever it, it, it was. Yeah. 
right? So we can uh, we can easily uh, rely on a Helm chart without the downsides of um, of having a single point of failure or a single point or of ownership. From, yes. This is this is very cool. Um, what what do you need to do in order to start using it? Just simple, as I said, Helm Repo Art Center, repo dot That's it. Easy. Okay. So, like, why wouldn't you? It seems like it's damn easy. I think I one extra repository, removing all the rest. That's it. You have all two hundred fifty. Basically, you're getting about thirty thousand charts from one place. Huge. Honestly, yeah. the X-ray integration alone to get oh, yeah. me to push it at anybody because I, I mean exactly wh why not have that information like that's shooting yourself in the foot electively just exactly like why would you choose to not know that well, because that's the security is a huge thing you have to know what's coming yeah in your chart because before that you are just blind of course you can go to quay maybe get some information if it comes from a query about Docker images, but right here, it's all, wherever it comes in a chart, all images, you get checked. And JFrog Hexer is an amazing product. Yeah, it's a really cool tool. And it's free, it's all free. glad that we're including it in the centers because it is like, it is a really, really cool tool. I'm glad that the vulnerability data is available like more, more widely now. It's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. So that's the whole what, point. What what does it do? How does it work? Okay, so we said extra integration in 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 uh, in the chart center. What what is it? How does it work? What do you get? No, for, first of all, we're using Artifactory to store Helm repositories. So basically, Helm repositories. Afterwards, we pull a Docker images. Docker images get scanned with X-ray. And information after it gets available in the UI. You open and we see your chart has security issues or not. We provide mitigation nodes as well. So authors, we can add mitigation nodes to our security issues and explain is it dangerous or not, and so on, so on, so on. And it's by versions, it can apply by particular versions. If you get fixed in the latest version, the yeah, security notes will be gone. But if you go, when I use particular, some older version, which has security issues, you can read your notes. So you know exactly what's wrong, like what the specific vulnerability is, you know, yep. which container it is, you know, like where the problem is, yep. which, which level, Golang or operation system level, whatever. It's all and, there. And you get, a suggestion for fixes. Yeah, for free. And you can even bug as a user with chart maintainer or a chart developer. Fix it. Oh, this is nice. Yep. Why not? We're just giving it away. Yeah. So you, if you, if you see that you are going, if you discover that there is a Helm chart with uh, vulnerabilities, you can actually from the UI. Uh, Bug that the, the maintainer go ahead. No, and not fix for it me. And... Not not for me. But at least ah, okay. You go you go back to Helm repository. Sorry, Git repository, and you can open issue. 
here's a here's a feature request for you. Let's do it from the UI, so I can log in with my GitHub account, and then please open issue. Push of a button. I want to open an issue for the maintainer to fix the vulnerability and also generate all the text. And since we know which version of whatever dependency, whatever vulnerable component they use, we can in the text actually say, hey, update to this version and it's good. Oh, you know yeah. what? Let's do a pull request. We already know how to change the how to change the version in the dependency. Let's create a pull request with the new version with the fix. Cool. So, Brook, if you open a PR or pull request or issue on a hub as well. Now, I'm a look at, okay, me. look at me. Do I look to you like someone who opens the pull requests? I'm I'm doing I'm doing this. Anna? <laughs> well, who do we bugging people? Yeah, no, we we have good engineers on this um on 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 yeah. this podcast and that's Kat and you. So, I, I trust you to do the good thing. <laughs> I'll be trying to do my best. There you go. We have cat to rely on. Uh, yeah. So well, very cool. Um, so this is um, this is cool and convenient and secure and uh, and free, obviously. Um, yeah, so totally so, free. So I guess there is no there is no reason not to use it. What what else do I get from the UI? What what other what other candies um, can I can I get? What other information do I have when I go to the um, to the chart center and actually look at one of the uh, one of the charts there? Yeah, so you get all maintainers, chart information, dependencies, security, and of course README. Okay. So, New features I implant in a roadmap, but uh, yeah, but you can read uh, read me nicely. Of course, Helm Hub, Artifact Hub, provide read me as well. But we show maintainers, we show dependencies, dependent chart if you use. Or and interesting as well, if your chart is used by somebody, some other chart, these charts will be shown as well. Who is using your chart? Cool. So everything you could possibly need to know at a glance to determine whether or not this is the chart you yep. need to be using and whether it's trustworthy, whether it's well maintained, yep. and yep. whether or not it's vulnerable to any big old glaring security flaws. Yep. How about how about search? I mean what what I can search by? You'll get that thing with JROP. So is it by Baruch. name or, we'll or can I filter by let's say usage statistics or a lack of vulnerabilities no, no, you get when you open the chart itself you get statistical command but search is only whatever it's we have a repository name chart name it's searchable i'm i'm on fire today with with great ideas that no one will implement here's another one when we do search uh, i want to filter only those who do, which don't have security vulnerabilities or only those who had, uh, which has at least like reasonable number of downloads. Wow, you should have come to the uh, center's planning sprint that I was in with Deep yeah. for a week. There you go. No, Deep Deep keeps me away from it because because of this because this <laughs> is what's happening. Yeah. No, that's something we talked about. Yeah, sorry, we're lucky. It's, it's something lucky. we already talked about, so that may maybe a thing. We're we're testing it. Nice. 
Okay, here you go. So keeping me away didn't help. You represented my stream yeah, of ideas perfectly. All right. Yeah, so um, I guess uh, um, th this is, uh, this is uh, great. And uh, we wanted you, the listeners and, and, and the viewers, uh, to be aware of the, um, of the uh, chart center and how amazing and cool it is. Um, go ahead, give it a try. Uh, Remus uh, uh, was with us to share with you kind of, a, of the developer and the maintainer perspective. So thank you very much, Remus. Uh, and uh, if you have ideas, if you have uh, questions, um, Rima's Twitter is on your screen right now and will be in the show notes, obviously, for those of you who uh, listen. Uh, with me was um, Kat Cosgrove. Thank you very much, Kat. And um, I'm Baruch. Thank you. And uh, um, I, we will see you and hear you and hear from you in our next episodes of the DevOps Speakeasy. Thank you very much and bye-bye.